0: Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. April is National Poetry Month, and a lot of the times when people tell you that, they'll usually also mention the T.S. Eliot poem that opens with that line, April is the cruelest month. And if you read the next couple of lines, it's clear. It's about how much it sucks and how much it hurts to live surrounded by death and loss, something the poet Ocean Vuong knows a thing or two about. His latest poetry collection, Time is a Mother, deals with his grief after losing family members. And he tells NPR's Rachel Martin about the importance of preserving beauty when fighting for your life. And just a heads up, this conversation does touch on the subject of suicide. Here's the interview.
1: I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020, and we were all so isolated, I I just started doing research. uh, But the truth is, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things— Find us wherever you get your podcasts. The writer Ocean Vuong has this ability to describe the parts of the human experience that are indescribable for most of us. He does it again in his latest book of poetry called Time is a Mother. It's his first since the death of his mother from cancer in 2019. And that's where we started our conversation, that most universal kind of loss that is so different for each of us.
0: I think for me, it was... It was hard to believe that someone could vanish. Um, you know, the, the, the worst moment for me came actually two years after she was gone. And I realized what many people have already realized was grief is not linear. And I thought I had it all figured out. I was so smug in my, in my healing that I thought, you know, two years gone, I, I can, I'm teaching again, I'm writing. And then one day I woke up in the middle of the night, two in the morning. And I thought, oh God, I got to tell my mom this thing. I had this brilliant idea I want to tell her. And I get out of bed. I go all the way downstairs in the dark, like a a madman. And I turn right into my living room, turn on the light, and I just gasp. And I thought, gosh, she's gone. And I just sat down and Sob, I wanted to run in every direction at once and just call for her and, and I think when we lose, particularly a parent, we realize that we are children again, you know they they were always our North star. We looked to them to know where we stood, and so there was this vacuous space, and I think the only thing I could do was go back to poetry, which was the the form where I had most pleasure. I wanted to face that blank page and fill it with uh, uh, an innovation that led me to, you know, the rest of my life. I mean, yes, you focus on the inevitable darkness
1: of grief, but also how that grief is reconciled through resilience and even moments of
0: joy that they must coexist, right? What I didn't expect was... A truly universal sensation of losing one's mother. I'm skeptical of the universal, you know. I'm skeptical of of how true it could be. But when it comes to watching your mother take her last breath, I thought, wait a minute, this is what so many sons and daughters and children have experienced since the beginning of our species. They've they've felt this moment. And it made me, you know, realize when I was having a bad day or having a rough day at work, I look at someone and I said, Oh, they lost their mother already. Or if it's someone much younger I said, they're going to lose their mother. And I, as all of a sudden, I'm just so close to them. I've said, that's the bridge. That's the bridge where we will meet each other eventually. It makes you kinder in a very, uh, very fundamental way. Where do you think?
1: we see that most vividly in this particular collection
0: there's this one moment it's a, li- a very simple poem a list poem and it's just called reasons for staying i lost my uncle who's also in this book you know this book is full of ghosts i lost my uncle in 2012 to suicide um he had a long struggle with mental illness which runs in our family and You know, I I wrote this poem as as a list, which is the most simplest forms of poetry. And I wanted to name the things that made me stay on this earth. In one of the lists, it was just watching my mother put on blush in front of the mirror before heading to chemotherapy. And to me, that moment is such a thesis, I think, for the rest of my life and for everything that I've done, which is when you're trying to fight for your life you're also fighting to to preserve beauty like you could still control how you look even as your body is falling apart and there's something so human to that you know she taught me so much just watching her prepare to go to chemotherapy and i said if i'm lucky enough i want to live my life so that i can be this careful to myself and be this powerful even when I'm ill or sick, and so much is out of my hands.
1: Throughout the book, there seems to be this tension around time, right? The past and the future. Is it a generous force? Is it a negative force in your life?
0: Oh, it's all of the above. It's also disorienting. Um, it's also malleable, you know. I think I wanted to name my book Time as a Mother because I didn't think it was true that we should always gender it in the male form that we traditionally have as a culture. Father time stops for no one. And to me, time is much more motherly because it gives birth to the present. Everything we do is made possible by the capacity of time to hold us. And when I lost my mother, I realized that my life has been lived in only two days. Today, when she's gone, and then the massive, vast yesterday when she was with me. I no matter how much how many weeks or months have come since I lost her, I can't count them. They don't feel like a discernible individual time units other than just two days this mm-hmm. great demarcation of absence and presence i mean when you sit down to
1: produce to build to create art are you fixated on the yesterday
0: can you shake it it's the the name of the job you know i think it's the job description and a lot of folks ask me how can you be so vulnerable in your work how can you look at Difficult histories, personal and political and historical and keep going. How do you take care of yourself? And I said, I signed up for this. You know, I don't think it's a burden to, to look at everything that is human, the joys and the difficulty. I'm not saying it's for everyone. I'm also not saying it's the hardest job in the world, but this is the task at hand is to not turn away from the light and the dark, and that is the poet's job. Ocean
1: Vuong's new book of poems, Time as a Mother, is out tomorrow. If you or someone you know may be considering suicide, contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741.